The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild, wild through a goal. Slossy beyond Fodringham. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Adolfi, he can hit them, and he does. Oh! Adolfi has scored an absolute screamer for Rotherham United. Rotherham United have secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favour, drop me off in Rotherham. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. And obviously we, we played away from home yesterday, so obviously we have a defeat to talk about because those two things go together. That's how it works. Um, we will talk about the 2-0 defeat away at Huddersfield. We also have another game, another away game, sadly, but another game to talk about um, on Wednesday, which will be Millwall, which I'm sure will be fun. Some something. It'll be something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've got Danny with us. How are you doing? How are you doing, Danny? Uh, I'm doing all right. I've uh, just clocked off work. And um, even though I think it's going to be more negatives than positives, I'm actually looking forward to talking about football. <laughs> it's one of those games it's one of those games where we we talk about it now and we'll probably feel a bit better in an hour's time. We'll probably feel a bit better about it all because we're a big rant and a bit of a moan. Yeah, uh, hopefully Howard Webber is watching because I've got a bone to pick about the referee, but we'll get that. Yeah, we'll get to yes. that. We'll write that down. So we'll t- Pens died. Uh, right, ref stuff. M- uh, Mick should be with us. Mick's somewhere on the M1 last we knew. Um, it will He's all right, by the way. He's all, all right. right. He's just stuck in traffic. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's what we'll cover tonight. Uh, Yozza's with us. His other because his performance, look, it was only 2-0. Gary Mason said we always play rubbish after the international break for some reason. Martin Holly, Martin Holland and Holly are with us. Uh, YouTube is with us from the Lake District. Dominic Kerwood, Palmad are with us as well as IFC uh, 19 as well. And loads of other people as well. Um, Richard Brown, this is really negative, Richard. Rose tinted the glasses off. We are going down. Now let's start there, Danny. I suppose it was bad yesterday, and we'll come on to how bad it was and what the reasons maybe we think it was. But it's it's only one game to to get worried about, really. First game since Stoke that's been that bad, really. Yeah, um, 
<clears throat> but I think I think I think a lot of it is a lot of people went into it looking at how we played against Norwich mm. and wanting a performance of that standard and because that didn't happen, um I think that's why it looks a lot worse than it is. If that makes sense. Because yeah. for me, looking at the performance itself, yeah, we didn't match Huddersfield, but at the same time, Huddersfield played just classic Neil Warnock style and it just didn't come off for us. Like, Aristonian friend put two clips together. I think it was this Aristonian yeah. friend. Uh, put two clips together and it's like fine margins in football. Huddersfield get a goal and for us, it just misses us slightly. Um, so I, would, I wouldn't say we're going down. I wouldn't put that um, high of a marker on it but it's just what it, for me it's one of them games where it's just like oh we could we could have built on summer and just mm. we've just been left with egg on our faces really um but the one player i think deserves plaudits is tom eaves he very nearly scored this time he's getting closer i'm telling you he'll he'll the score he'll score against preston i think i suppose there's a question about whether he should even have been on the pitch when georgia kelly's on bench uh, as well I mean, we'll come mm. on to that we'll come on to subs because I think that's another topic to, to go down, to be honest with you. Because, yeah, um, let's start with a bit of positivity, and that's the that's the Cafu news. Obviously, the last last after we recorded on Thursday, the rumours started circulating that he'd injured his hamstring. Uh, the rumours were rife that it was a serious serious hamstring is- issue. Thankfully, it is just a minor minor minor. Um, it could be back for Preston. I probably not Mill, but could be back for Preston, if mm. not probably the Cardiff game. Uh, <laughs> It's too easy to say it was just Cafu into Danny. I don't think that's right. I don't think it was just, oh, Cafu didn't play, so we were rubbish. That's not fair, is it, I suppose? No, I don't think we'd pin all our hopes up on Cafu not playing. I mean, I know last season we looked a bit disjointed when uh, Ollie wasn't in the team. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't really give that to Cafu. I think part of it was Taylor saying about we need a different game plan away from home and it's like yes we do the current one isn't working and it almost feels like we're too possession based you know like we, we can be possession based against Norwich and it work but away from home it's almost like we're too possession based we're a bit scared to actually have a shot just in case the other team breaks um and I think that's the main issue of too many players hung on the ball for too long I think um but with Cafu, yes, he does have that distribution arc and does drive you forward. Granted, we did miss that against Huddersfield. Um, but I don't think it's totally on Cafu as to why, because Taiki can carry the ball really well. Um, when Glucas came on, he carried the ball really well. I think it's just um, just shuffling, shuffling it about a little bit, but playing the same strengths. You know, when you get the ball outside your own 18-yard box, you drive forward, you don't dither on it. And it felt like we dithered on it a bit too long. And um, that led to some players losing the ball, some players overcooking crosses, and um, some players just driving down the side and just running into traffic and then just no one showing for the ball because it almost seemed like we didn't know what the next step was. We've got there. Mm. Now what do we do? And yeah. a, team against, uh, a team like a game against Huddersfield, which even Radio Sheffield were playing up to be like the early doors relegation scrap. They're the games that that matter, if you like. You know, I'm sure when we play Chef Wednesday away, if we have that sort of performance, everything will come down on everybody. Um, but yeah, um, just, it's a hard one because you see where we were lacking with Cafu's 
um, style of football. But like I say, other players could have picked it up very, very easily. You know, Andre Green can drive with the ball. Like I said, Tyhe can, Rathbone can as well. Um, so there were a lot of options, but it just didn't seem like it was the right game plan, if that makes mm. sense. Maybe maybe we just lined up against Warnock Ball too differently and got caught out with it. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a few changes for the Millwall game and hopefully mm. not too many in such a short window either. Yeah. Mick is with us. Mick, how was the traffic Mick. on that one? Oh, mate, nightmare. Horrible. <laughs> Throwing it down with rain. Yeah. Great laugh. What, what, what was more enjoyable, the traffic on the M1 or watching the game yesterday? I'm going to get my car keys now, shall I? I'll go back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just initial, just we're going to talk, delve into specifics in a minute, Mick, but it was just. Another poor away performance. Two out of three now, or two almost almost two and a half out of three because you can't take half a Sunderland game. Um, plus what, fourteen last season. It's it's a it's a massive problem. It's a problem. It's definitely a problem. We'll make no mistake about it. Um, you know, if you you could you could sort of argue first couple of performances, all right, we we we're getting into trying to get into the swing at season and everything else, but you know, we 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 we've had two home games where we've performed really really well really well uh, in both games and you think right this we've got a bit of momentum here and we go away and we just drop back same it's straight into the same old same old um i just got a little back end of what danny was saying there and um i i, I don't know whether there's obviously i'm i'm a little bit late to the party here i don't know whether there's been some discussions about cafe or whether we're going to go into that but um i don't think you can blame it on on him not playing no. um at all I don't think that made any difference because I think he'd have just done in, been into the same um, into the same mould. Um, this is this is a this is an approach issue for me, in my view. It's how we approach the game and not uh, anything to do with talent on or off the pitch. It's um, it's a tactical issue or a psychological okay. issue. Let's go into that then, because I disagree. See, I okay. think yesterday, I think we set up okay. I thought we initially, certainly before the first goal, we were trying to move the ball forward. Uh, there was positive ideas. Now, the ideas were not executed. The corners were pretty, or, or the, the, you know, didn't work. The final ball was dreadful most of the day. But I, but I think up until the goal, I thought it was a relatively even game. And then, obviously, they went, as soon as the goal goes in, you don't want to go 1 0 down against a 0 1 up team. That's just, you don't want to do that. And that, that didn't help. So, but for me, so for me, that's the that's a player issue because the final ball's rubbish. The the, the point where they get to the eighteen yard box because we got there quite a lot. We got around the eighteen yard box quite a lot yesterday. When it got there, Danny, they 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 then ran out of ideas. They didn't 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 seem to be able to pick out that pass. The fact the crosses into the ball were a joke yesterday. I don't know why they were, but they were a joke. So for me, that's a that's the players and not performing for what reason that is. I don't know, but. I'm putting most of the blame yesterday on the players rather than the tactics. Feel free to disagree. I mean, um, from what from what Matt Taylor said, um, we have a different, not so, not sort of tactics base, but almost like a way of playing away from home. Mm. You know, because like we're in effectively the Lions Den, and we will be on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's like it's like I actually see I see both sides. I see where it's like a tactics issue because 
really you should sort of apply the same tactics away as at home if that's like your better mm. way of playing if that makes sense like obviously there's different psychological aspects when you're away because you know you're the away team and you've got three sides against you as opposed to three sides with you um but it shouldn't be that stark of a difference if that makes sense mm. you know and yeah i can see with players um being the issue as well there were a lot of overcooked passes uh, into the box, like the first few into the box were really poor and they didn't really get any better. You know, it, it was just like, mm. we're going to balloon it over, or if we hit the first man this time. And there was only a couple where they really hit the mark, uh, one of which uh, one of which being uh, Tom Eve's effort and the other one where their keeper pulled off a really stunning save in the box, I believe. Mm. Um, other than that, it just wasn't really getting into the 18-yard box. Like you say, we'd sort of get to the 18-yard line then go, right, what do we do? We held on to the ball too long. Oh, we've lost it. Oh, we'll just feel of have broke again. And now we're back to square one. Um, but also with tactics away from home, we line up the same. You know, in, in previous years, we've lined up diff- in a different formation away from home um, as mm. we have done at New York. We're lining up the same. So why is there such a vast difference? You know, like it could be a player's thing, it could be a tactical thing. Maybe that's what Matt Taylor's seen, and that's why he said there needs to be a change when we're playing away now. Um, and it's like the, se- the team was exactly the same, bar a doffing in for Cafu, yeah. you know. So, logic dictates we we have um the capability to play like we did against Norwich. So, why did the performance drop so much? Mm. Like, and, and that's something I can't answer because. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not a football manager. That that would be my question to Matt Taylor in the great in the meant with the greatest of respect. Why is there such a big gulf in performance level? Like, what's changed there? Mm. Um, like like uh, John Hugel, he was really good against Norwich. It didn't feel like he was in the game against Huddersfield. Mm. So why is there such a massive gap there? Yeah. Um, John Morell, this is probably people outside rather than what we think. Oh, they're always rubbish. I, 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 John Morell asks, Was there a way from in League One bad? Is it just simply to say the level up and players lack quality and mentality of being pressure as the away side? Our away record in the last two promotion seasons were the best in the league. I think mm-hmm. we were top for away form in our last promotion season in League One. So, mm-hmm. and, and this, and, and then you compare that to the two wins. Since Matt Taylor took over away from home, Paul, I think, had one win in his entire reign away from home in the championship in two and a, two and a quarter seasons almost. Um, Emma Wood, this is a dig. Have a player on the pod and we lose again. There's no need for that, Emma. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Although that is a running trope, though. That is happening every single time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they keep letting our players, to be honest with you. It's a mystery to me. Um, <laughs> although you haven't watched it, another plug, go and watch it off in because he's a good laugh. It was great to watch. Do Go and do that. If, yeah, once we're finished, once we're finished here. Um, yeah. Is it psychological, Mick? Somebody else has put on here. Yeah. Uh, going psychological issue, Power Mad. Yeah. But, but, yeah it is. It is. It's got to be. It, can't, it can't be anything else. What what else could it possibly be? Because as you rightly said, and I didn't pick up on this, you're absolutely right. We set up exactly the same as we set up at home. And the periods in the game, we did exactly what we did at home. You know, we we were we were we were trying to keep the ball, we were trying to create openings, but the second that we created an opening, we didn't take it. Yeah. Every time. 
the ball into the box, as, as Danny's rightly said, was was woeful at times. Well, he did, half the time he didn't even land in box. You know, he just completely cleared box. It just, you know, it was. It's got to be psychological. It has mm-hmm. to be. And 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 you know, Matt Taylor talks about wanting to shed this little old Rotherham um, mentality. And yet, when we go away from home, it appears to me that's the from the way that they play that that is living rent free in our players' heads stronger than ever. Um, there's a fear, isn't there? It looks it, like there's it, a bit of a fear. It, it feels mm. that way. It feels that way. You know, if had we played to the level we played against Norwich on Saturday, we would have we would have walked that game, but we didn't. We allowed them as the home team. To dictate the play, and as you rightly said, what 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 Neil Warner always does, he scrappies up the game, you know, it just slows it all down, and and we did not deal with it in any way. We did not impose ourselves on the opposition. We just we fanned around with the ball in 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 areas where we were never going to create anything, and then when we did get to a situation where we could create something, we just we we just essentially put it out of play almost, you know. Mm. Um, it has to be psychological. I don't think there was any difference in terms of, like you said, the setup. Um, it, it was just, I don't know, if you want to shed this little old Rotherham um, culture or whatever it is, mentality, then get out away from home and play the way you do at home mm. and attack teams. You may well lose. However, if you try and just soak up the pressure, you will, you're going to lose anyway. But what's the point? The seat, there is no point. Um, it almost yeah. feels like it's that old chestnut of the old chestnut of. Um, would you rather lose three nil away, but really take the game to him? Yeah. Or lose one nil and do an yeah. you, you, you You're going to win more. You're going to win more playing in that fashion than you are trying to soak up the pressure. We didn't really try and soak up the pressure yesterday. No, we, we just didn't. had no creativity. It's not as though we sat back or anything. We just we just didn't create anything, um, so that it has to be some sort of psychological issue. I, I suspect with the, with the with the players, um, and we need to we need to shed it pronto. We need to get rid, get in there and attack the opposition home or away. We we attack them at home, you know. And it's all right saying, well, you can't really play like that away from home. We've played Leicester, Norwich City at home who will hurt you if you attack them. They will pick you apart, you know? And, and Leicester did precisely that at, mm. at the end of the day. However, we gave them a proper game and could and possibly should have had something out of that game. Mm. Um, Norwich tried it and failed, you know? Blackburn tried it and without the help of the referee would have failed. Um, we need to be doing the same away from home, I'm afraid. In, that's my view. As a as a non qualified football coach, you know, it, it just feels I don't know. It, it feels like we're a bit we just wet away from home. We're just wet. Yeah, yeah, but I also think the way Huddersfield played didn't help us. They they played and Chris Tennis put it in Les, Les Paints and I follow that we were playing with their home side Huddersfield and kept it on the break. They left two up top. Huddersfield were essentially playing like the away side. They were waiting for us to do something, waiting for us to move forward. And then when the gaps appeared, they just hit us on the break. Um, could, could it be it's just one of those things? It was just one of those games because, again, I, I know it's only 25 minutes against Sunderland, but that was an away game and that was a 
completely different type of performance. Um, we've got such a, this is the point of this season, I suppose. We've got such a small sample size, haven't we? We've got yeah. three away games to look at this this season. And I know it's I know we keep harping back. I think it's I did it count it earlier? It's 17 away games without a win in all competitions, that is now. But that's a stat that we don't want to be we don't want to be publicizing to anybody, do we? Because that'll play into the psychological aspect even more. Because then that's the but it already is, that's the bag. thing, isn't it? That, yeah. that that record, much like survival last season, was this little thing hanging over the club. This has been hanging over the club. Again, I'll go back and this is not a dig up point. This has been hanging over the club since Paul Warren was here. This this has been a huge problem for the last four what is now four seasons in the championship. This is not a Matt Taylor, this is not something that Matt Taylor's created on his own. It's oh. it's for some reason, and that, that's why I think it's obviously a psychological issue, because it's been four, four and three and a bit seasons now. Hmm. Um it, it will turn around. It, it clearly will turn around. Um however, you know, it's frustrating. It's frustrating when you know I'd, I'd, I'd Saturday's game been away at Norwich, then, and we'd performed the same and got beaten two 0 I would it wouldn't have hurt quite so much mm. because we're not fighting Norwich, and you would expect everybody would expect Rotherham United to go to Norwich and lose. Um, Huddersfield, Huddersfield away from home, who are going to be down there and possibly managerless, you know. Uh, we have to go and take the game to them. We have to. And we didn't. Yeah. No, it didn't. Uh, let's pick out some players that come in for some stick. Some maybe rightly so, some some less so. Jordan Hugel is often... Whenever we lose, Danny, Jordan Hugel's the one that takes a lot of the stick, to be honest with you. Um, I feel sorry for him. I don't really know what Jordan Hugel was meant to do. I thought he, he won a, a fair amount of headers against Hillick. Who is a mountain? If, if they're mm. going to go against, you know, it's, it's going to be a tough afternoon for Jordan Hugo. But it was again, once again, he was massively isolated. Uh, yep. I think he had one chance of a header in the game, which he just was only slightly over the bar. I, I, I feel sorry for him to be honest with you. In games like that, I feel really sorry for Hugo because I think I just don't know what he's meant to do. To be honest with you, yeah. In a game like against Huddersfield, like I say, we're very isolated and. You know, it, we didn't play the football that he thrives off. You know, against Norwich, we played the football that he thrived off. You know, getting it out wide, getting it, getting it really involved and getting it in Norwich's faces. You know, that's the football he likes to get. He likes getting in the faces, but also likes the delivery from out wide. But we were so poor with crosses and so ball-hungry when playing it on the floor. Hugo wasn't really getting anything. Um... Yeah, he certainly put himself about, but um, he wasn't really getting anything. I don't, and I think the main criticism, my main criticism of him, was that he lacked the depressing intensity Mm. that he had against Norwich. I agree with that. Um, In terms of playing to his strengths, we didn't do that, so he's not going to get a lot of chances at goal at all. But he didn't really keep the press on. Maybe that's because he wasn't getting the service or etc. etc. But uh, I, I said to the guys I was stood with. Um, it was crying out for someone up top who was unpredictable. You know, I, I don't know what Kelly's um, fitness level is. I don't know where Nombe is either. But it was crying out for someone who was a bit unorthodox. You know, because Jordan Hugel's like the, the in-your-face attacker who likes to cross us in. Tom Eads is the big man up top, you know. But for Nombe and Kelly, who are, you know, a bit rough around the edges, a bit less clean cut, unpredictable, that's the sort of game they would have thrived off. You know, like the 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 press uh, pressing the back line and getting 
really stuck in there, that would have benefited us. But I suppose with someone like Killick, you needed someone like Hugo. Yeah. But then if you don't play to Hugo's strengths, then Hugo does nothing apart from keep one defender occupied when there's another yeah. four of them across the back line anyway. Mm. Um, it, yeah, I, I can see where the stick for Hugo comes from, but I think it gets a bit over-egged sometimes. Same with Kevin Bramley, if I'm being honest. I think that gets we'll over-egged. We well. will come on to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris Tillis, after the first 15 minutes, Green and Fred never supported Hugo. Yeah, Hacks didn't get up there either, Mick. I, don't, I, I think we've had to rush Hacks back, to be honest with you. It, it wasn't fully fit, which which hasn't helped. Um, but just your take on Hugo, is is the criticism that he gets whenever we lose, it seems to be, is that unfair? Um, I don't think he got any protection on, on Saturday. I think um, whenever there was a 50-50 challenge, it was always given to the defender. Uh, always. And there were times when it should have gone the other way and didn't. But I mean, that's 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 just football. Um, it's not very effective, is it? Is the bottom line for Jordan Hugel at the moment? Whether it's something to do with the injury or what, I don't know. But the reality of the situation is that the majority of the time he's not that effective. Um, yeah, he holds the ball up a bit. But we're hoping that we're not going to be playing in that fashion where we need a player up there to hold the ball up. You know, we should be playing, we're, we're, we're looking to start to play the ball on the floor, play the ball through either through the middle or, or getting balls into the box. And, you know, we're not getting the balls into the box, so he's not he's not having any effect there. Um, and, and he's got no pace at all, unfortunately, for him. Again, in, whether the injury is compounded that or not, I don't know. So you can't really play him through balls or whatever because you know he's just not going to catch him. Um, to give him stick, I think he's unfair. But you know, I did, what do you expect? You know, we've lost. So Teddy's come flying out at Cots all over town, don't they? Um, that's what happens, and, and that's not just Rotherham. Obviously, that's that's across the board. It's all football yeah. clubs. I'm not. I'm not sort of having a dig at Rotherham fans um, necessarily, but. Uh, yeah, it's ineffective and we need somebody up there who's going to affect the game. So we either give him what he thrives on or we change it. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. He certainly wasn't effective. I, I didn't think that was his fault, that he was ineffective. He's not the type of player who can go, go and get the ball and do something. He's not He's not got that X-factor kind of thing. He needs help. He needs people to do the, to put the ball essentially on a plate from all in the, in the right areas for him, which we're just not doing. Not in the in the games where we're not playing well. That's what we're not doing. Sorry, we did it very well against Norwich. Very very well against Norwich. The thing that the um, thing that Hugo thrives off is the man to run off him. Like, and this is what Ronnie Moore said on Radio Chef uh, before the which game was it before Norwich game and whichever whichever it was. Um, and he said Hugo needs the man to run off him, or you know, like the ball into the box. And when you've got Pull balls into the box, and uh, like the comment said, where Green and Onyedima just didn't support him. Yeah, so that's why Hugo was so isolated. There was no man to be Hugo's uh, like number two, if you like. Mm. Normally it's Green. Normally Green comes inside yeah. and it's closer to Hugo. And when Green's pushed too far wide, whether that's with the ball or or whatever, then Onyedima comes in. That's how we played against Norwich, and it worked. But against Huddersfield, that didn't happen. They were always too wide to really support Hugo. Um, that's, yeah, that's why he looked so isolated and just didn't get anything. 
and maybe yeah. Adolphin was a bit, you know, um, what's the word? Um, a bit light because he's just come back from injury. Like, but again, that was the whole psychological thing and, and everything. Yeah. Yeah, let's pick up some comments from earlier, which we've missed. John says, I'm not going to lie, I'm starting to worry about you guys. I thought a few crap sides this season um, for the likes of Cardiff. Bahamad says, we lose the ball all the time, overthought everything, and look like a deer in the headlights. Like the middle comes with a different angle, says we're in danger of alienating a lot of the away fans by continually surrendering and predictably losing on the road. Why bother travelling? Simply not good enough yet again. Uh, yeah, I see okay, stronger. I think it's disgusting how we play where the team look lazy and think it's mm. okay to go away from home and hope for the best, not good enough. Mm. Strong feelings, I understand people's feelings about it because it's, it's how it feels, it is how it feels, yeah, yeah, it's how it feels because the, the, the away performances just feel so lackluster in comparison to the intensity that we play with at home. Um, and, and that, that's something that the management team are going to have to address and the players are going to have to address, probably more so than the management team, to be fair. Um, because make no mistake, they are more than capable, that starting eleven are more than capable of going to the John Smith Stadium and walking out with three points. No question whatsoever. None at all. But yesterday, very few of them performed and did the job that they were required. I mean, there's, there's a few performances that were way below par, um, and, and to be fair, I don't probably, arguably, Jordan Hugo wasn't one of them that was below par. Um, it was just par. Yeah. Um, Sam Darby I'm, says, when do we start looking towards the management? He's been in the job nearly, nine, nearly a year, only won nine games. Yeah, only six games into this season, though, excluding the cup, obviously. Three away games this season. But I'd say, are the management capable? Time will tell, obviously, but I think I've seen no reason to suggest that they aren't capable. This is uh, not an overnight fix. No. You know, it's not an overnight mm. fix from going from the, the, the team that Paul Warren put out to a team that can compete in this division. You can't do it overnight. You know, this this is a, a season, a two-season um, job to, to be able to, to, to consolidate yourself. You can't just do it with a click of a finger. Um and there are going to be bad performances. There are always going to be bad performances. No matter what level you're at, there are going to be bad performances. Mm. However, at the moment, there are far too many bad ones and not enough good ones. But on the flip side of that, when we're good, we're absolutely excellent. Yeah. Um, mm. So it's about creating that level of consistency, which we all know, having been in this division however many times over the last 10 years, anybody in this division that's consistent is at the top. You know, mm. so it's all about consistency and it ain't going to change overnight. And for me, talking about changing management is, is just is, is monumentally wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's madness. You have to remember mm. as well, this, this is the first summer window where Matt Taylor's really been able to put his stamp on the team because January... Well, into it. Yeah, exactly. Um and, you know, this is a squad that he's got until January now where, you know, that's your chance to make tweaks. But Taylor's first window was one where it was like, because January is effectively the tweaking window where it, all the prices are overinflated unless it's unless it's freeze or, or whatever. Whereas the summer window is your chance to really put your stamp on the team. All right, fair enough, we missed out on a few players. I think we missed out on Danny Barth who went to Norwich and like he's like the one like, 
marquee side of the Norwich. Yeah, exactly. Um, so for me, this is this is Taylor getting his stamp on it, and Norwich is what we are capable of, but we still we still will have performances like Huddersfield, and mm. Taylor now needs to find the balancing act of we need more Norwich levels than Huddersfield levels. Um, because Norwich was the first game where you know, like it's out the window, uh, really put the stamp on it. Um, all right, fair enough. We left room for a free agent, which we've got, and I thought he played really well against Huddersfield. Um, whereas Huddersfield's the, the like first game after the international break, and that's away, and so it's like, oh, that's <coughs> something that needs sorting out, and that's down to Matt Taylor. What well, that's his job to be paid to do that. Um, yeah. And from seeing how he got on at Exeter, right, and learning a fair bit about how he managed Exeter, if you like, I agree with Mick completely. It's a process. It's not going to get fixed overnight. Um, and we're not, we're not really talking about losing managers, surely. We're not, no, no, we're not, we're not, no, we're not. It's like we're not. I mean, have I joined the Sheffield Wednesday podcast all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, For God's sake. Well, we'll just do, to unline, unline this bit, and then we'll move on to some more specifics. Is we 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 are in a relegation battle. We are going to be in almost certainly going to be in a relegation battle. So we are going to have days where we play really badly and lose to a team that we think we should have beaten. I think that's all. Yesterday was. Is, I, that, is, I, that, is that something that's changed since the beginning of the season? Well, it, but that's right. That's no. but the, the, the reaction. I get the reaction. I understand it because of course, the general away form. But I think it's important to remind people that, yes, the Norwich game was great, but we're going to have really bad days this season. We've already had two, so you could count Stoke in this one. We're going to have maybe worse days than yesterday. So get ready for that. I don't think we're going to go down. It's just, let's chill a bit, I think. Um, oh, so I'm people, most people are right, I think. Let's just chill. Come on. Um, chill. Super Matty Taylor. You know, and he knows exactly what we need. Right. Carry on with that night, <laughs> and we'll be fine. Um, Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Jamie says, what are your thoughts about carrying on when somebody is down injured? Yeah, obviously you've not seen the game. Quinn Rammel got got injured. Um, He went down, stayed down. Huddersfield scored from it. Uh, I'll throw to you guys. Don't have a problem with it. Don't have a problem with what happened, how it happened. Um, It's just... That's that's how that's how it works. Anything, anything against that? From seeing how Bramall went over the ball and how his knee bent going over the ball, I was very very surprised he got up. I was, um, but you know he got up, he tested it out, and he was fine with it. Great, but 
my point of view at the time, yeah, it's a, for me it was annoying how Huddersfield's carried on because I know we wouldn't have, if that makes sense. We would, well, have, we would, have, we would have stopped um, and checked the play was all right because, you know, I, I've, that's what, sort of what I've come to expect. But the way Huddersfield carried on, it's like, ooh, that sportsmanship out the window. We're in one of those sort of games. And for me, that's the two sides of football. You can be really sportsmanlike and go, oh, we might be seriously injured and put the ball out. Or you can carry on because they're a player down and you might be able to score. That's down to the referee to, to make that decision, whether it's a serious injury and he stops it or he carries on. I didn't hear any whistle from the referee, so carry on. Mm. You know, well, that's that's football. It, you have to come, yeah. it's competing. And there is the mucky side of competing where you aren't a good person, but it's to the benefit of your team. And that's exactly what Huddersfield did. So I went, you know what, fair play. But everyone around me went, right, if one of their players goes down injured, we don't stop now. Because we're in that sort of game. All right, it didn't happen, but that's the mentality of it, in my opinion. Mm. I would have been in the, if, had had the situation been reversed. I would be very annoyed. Have we put the ball out? That's not how we do it. That's not how things are done nowadays. Whether you like it or not, that's how not, that's not how it's done. The ball shouldn't have been kicked out. Huddersfield did the right thing, um, and they took full advantage of it. I, I, it shot mm-hmm. your cap a little bit to a mix. Thoughts? Well, sorry, I'll, I'll let my cabbie start. So something else I picked up on, but making the floor yours. I mean, it, 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 it's a disgrace, and I think we should blame blame Cornbram all foot goal because everybody else is doing that, aren't they? Absolutely getting stick for getting injured. Yeah. I mean, it's just bizarre. But anyway, no, it's his fault. Absolutely, it's not the fault of any of the players for the ten minutes after he, while they were down for not stopping the ball going into the box. Mm. None of their fault. They should not accept any responsibility for that whatsoever. You know, it's not their fault. It's Colin Bramall's fault for going down and staying down when he weren't actually injured in inverted commas. You know, now I mean, as Danny's quite rightly pointed out there, um, you know, he's, he's gone over the ball and, and it looked like he was injured. He's, he looks like he's mm. turned his ankle. Um, he spoke the other day, like you said, to, to Akeem Adopin, and he came off after the, Sunderland, after the Sunderland game as a precaution because he tweaked, it, he tweaked something. The players are going to be told, you know, if you tweak something, you stay down. We do not want you standing back up and tearing making it, it worse, yeah. making it worse. Um, for obvious reasons, and that makes sense. There's ten other players on that pitch who can see that they've got we've got a man down. So it's your responsibility now to cover. And we didn't. Mm-hmm. We didn't. So the 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 responsibility for that goal does not lie on the shoulders of Colin Bramall, in my opinion. Other people may may other people's opinion may differ, but in my opinion, it doesn't. It it, it falls on the responsibility of the remainder of the defence and midfield stop that ball getting into the box um, and it also falls and I will, I will maybe come onto this, I don't know it falls onto the shoulders of, of Dexter Lembekisa not to let his man get away from him at the back post, which is what he did Got caught He had ball. two of those, didn't he? Say again? He had two of those, didn't he? There were two um, men, weren't there? Yeah, he did, but the one that you can't see is going to be the one that's going to cause you the most danger and, and they just let him come in straight behind him Unfortunately for Dexter yesterday for me, he has he was he was at fault for both goals. Yeah. Um, he had a bad game yesterday. He had a bad day at the office. But to blame Colin Bramall is just it's beyond my comprehension. I'm afraid, absolutely. But yeah. listen, like I said, it's all about opinions in it, and I'm sure other people have a different one. But nah. Yeah, it blew my mind. I'll be honest with you, it blew my mind. Yeah, no, it, it, it's not Cohen's fault. It's we didn't react to it. That's what it mm. was. We just didn't react to it. Um, 
because like like you say, Mick, he's down on the floor. He's gone over. I, I like you thought it was his ankle. I I thought it was his knee because his knee sort of went in a weird yeah. direction, and it's like, mm. oh, that could be an ACL that's gone there. Um, which is very serious. That would have ended Cohen's season if that was the case. But he's gone over. Quite rightly stayed down because it must have hurt in some regards. Yeah. But nobody reacted to it. It's like if you've got a man down and it's within the parameters of your 18-yard box, you get the ball out for a corner or make sure the ball goes the opposite way. And then mm. if the player does need treatment, then you can actually have the game stopped. And we just didn't react to it. And there was a time in the um, was it the second half? I think it was the second half where um, Uddersfield cleared one of the balls. All of our squad stopped. The ball was still in play. But yeah, all yeah, yeah. that that's gone out for a throw in that, and it bounces back into play. Like, mm. all right, fair enough. Um, the fans who were sat along the touchline in our end would have had a better view if it had gone out or not. But you play to the whistle. You know what mm. I mean? If you don't hear a whistle, you still need to clock on that that ball could still be in play. But we all just stopped and started walking away, and then their players picked it up. And it's like, hang on. Yeah. You know that that for me was the. All right, if you can argue like the team performance, like and the way the goals were scored, I would just cut across six yard box back post, and it's in both times. But for me, that was the bit that's like, what's happened here? You mm. cannot do that at championship level. Just switch off and start walking away, and it's like, lads, the ball's still in. There's quite a lot yeah. of naivety about this team at the minute. There's quite a lot of naivety. Um, Dexter, as we mentioned, was was at fault. Yeah, easily the worst game for the club so far. But that's why you, I think that's why you're desperate to have Peltier back because when Dexter is playing like that, you need to take him off. But you couldn't take him off because there was no, there was no no available change. Peltier may be back for Wednesday or if not Saturday, I think, which is good news. Hmm. Um, I mean, and then to be fair, it's, it's 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 the first game where he's not performed up to the level that we expect him to. Uh, but I don't see him getting any. I don't see him getting any grief and earache on on social media. Don't no. see any of that whatsoever. You know, because he scored a screamer last time out, he's obviously got some credit in the bank. Mm. Um, I, I, it really winds me up. It, get, it really gets my goat um, that we have to pick a player all the time who we're going to pick on. And, no, and the first opportunity we get to, 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 to dig him in ribs, we'll dig, it, dig him in ribs, whether it's, whether it's his fault or whether he's responsible or otherwise. You know, we're all supporting the same team. These players are all playing for our team, and yeah, we can call them out when they have a bad game. Yeah, we can call them out when, when, when they when they make a mistake. But none of them do it deliberately. None of them, you know, you know, and and yet, time after time after time, we find one player and we dig them and dig them and dig them and dig them out until we until you know until they lose complete confidence in themselves and turn into an absolute shed. Oh, it's a great idea. You know, let's do it to all of them. And then we won't have any team. It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't, honestly. Uh, but anyway, that's, again, that's my that's my old man view. You're too pee on it. Harry says, I was going to give Camel Humphrey's stick. However, he is ill, so we'll let it slide. The whole defence was off mm. yesterday. Yeah. Camel Humphrey mm. was, was poor. Don't think Blackett had his best game, although I don't think Blackett was the issue. Uh, and Dexter was just well, well, well below. Um, yeah. We're not going to have time to cover everything I want to talk about tonight, to be honest with you. So let's move on to, I want to talk about the substitutions. 
because these rattled me a little bit to be honest with you um obviously the game was going quite badly to be honest with you it was going quite badly from about 15 minutes on onwards to be honest with you uh, i'm just loading the substitution now to, to refresh my memory exactly when they came on and who i know who came on um but i'll be honest with you mate i thought we, we talked about substitutions a lot last season and i'm going to make going to bring the same conversation now really Arvin Appiah came on on 56 minutes, which I don't have a problem with. I, I, I think that was that, that made a bit of sense with a change shift of pace. Um, we considered the goal in the 70th minute, second goal. Mm. It was clear, as I said, from 20 minutes that there was a problem. There was a problem with the, with whatever it was. It needed changing, especially when it gets to 55 minutes, 60 minutes. Google wasn't at his best day. We need to do something a little bit different. The subs came on in 75 minutes. That's probably 15 minutes too late. Yeah. And if you make that sub when it's only 1-0, there is a possibility of something being changed. I'll talk about the personal in a minute because I've got another question there. But yeah. I thought the timings of the substitutions were far, far, far too slow. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think we were too late to uh, to try and impact the game. Obviously, at 2-0, you, 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 you're virtually out of it. Um, you, you're then relying on grabbing a goal and destroying the confidence of a team who's not won at home all season. You know, and, and hopefully grabbing another one. So yeah, it was too late by the time those um, those final substitutions were made. But yeah, what you know, what can you do? Hindsight mm. is marvelous, isn't it? Yeah, it is absolutely. It, it is, um, but, I, but I, I'm sure I wasn't the only one sat there on 60 minutes yesterday thinking we've got to do something. Yeah, we've got to change. Oh, it, oh yeah. no, I, I, I'm exactly the same. Like that's the one where you need to refresh your front line. Um, I think, like you say, my Appia coming on on 55 minutes, that actually made sense. And I actually think Appia played quite well, it to be right, fair. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, like we have in a lot, we conceded on, on 70 minutes. All right, we say about substitution being about 10 minutes earlier. Um, we didn't really see that we were going to concede um, beforehand, but, you know, because we're crystal ball, you know. But yeah. I agree, the attacking, I think we should have brought on the attacking changes when we brought Appiah on. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, give, give it 10 minutes, see how we're doing. It's like, ooh, we've took the game to this field just a little bit. Attacking changes on so they don't get used to it. Mm. Um, that's what I have done. It almost felt like they were a bit backward. You know, you want to bring some more, um, how do I put it, more bodies on earlier and mm. then just tweak it later on. Uddersfield could have done that because they were winning. You know, they brought yeah. four players on at once. But just looking at uh, the subs and when they came on, we only used two windows. We could have actually used yeah. somebody else to come on. Mm. Um, but we didn't, which is interesting. Um, yeah. it, is, it is what it is, but it, I mean, they didn't impact the game. None of them impacted the game. Well, I so said that's not true, actually. Probably Klukas um, did. Yeah, Klukas did. A few people comments have said that. I thought Apaya looked lightweight to me. He got knocked off the ball very, very easily. He hung on to the ball for too long um, and, and spent most of his time going sideways rather than forwards. He's clearly got some talent. There's, there's no doubt about that. He can carry a ball and everything else. Um, and, and we've seen 10 minutes of him. So, you know, it's not a judgment on him. Just based on what, he's, what we saw on, uh, on, on Saturday, he needs to, he needs to um, you know, he needs to sort of strap a pair on a little bit and, uh, you know, be a little bit more aggressive. But uh, he, he can certainly he, he can certainly carry a ball, and uh, it's certainly going to cause people some problems so long as he moves around ninety degrees and goes forwards rather than sideways. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I thought um, I thought Lucas, like you said, looked looked very promising. Mm. He looks like somebody that we could do with in the in the squad who, who will influence the game. You know, the lad's only been here a week. He's only shouting at people. He's organising. He's winning the ball. He's, he's he's being positive with the ball. He's going forward with the ball. You know, he's bringing other players into the game. He 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 looks like he could he could, assuming that he stays fit, uh, it could be a very very good acquisition. So um, yeah, yeah. And the other one that's worth mentioning, I think you're always going to bring Nombe on because I think he gives you something difficult, that pace and a bit of power. Don't really get the Eves substitution, Mick. Um, bringing Eves on over Georgia Kelly, you're two nil, at that time you're 2-0 down, you're desperate for a goal, you're desperate for something strange to happen. You want Georgia Kelly on the pitch. Well, he's, that, I think, if, if, he's, if he's fully fit. In fact, yeah. no, he, he, he was 15 minutes left in game. He don't need to be fully fit. He just needs to be able to stand around for 15 minutes. I think probably naively what they've seen is that Hugo was getting bullied by, is it Helic? Uh, Healy, I guess. Not like Healy, that, yeah. Healy, whoever his name is. Uh, I, I thought we'd, we'd put somebody who was bigger on. Um, and to be fair, he should have scored. He should have scored. You know, he, he, to be, I think he was, given that it's a header, he was reaching for it a little bit. It was it was in front of him. So he couldn't really get a massive amount of power on the, uh, on the, on the header. But head that down... Uh, to mm. one side or the other, and it's going in. Um, but you know, his eyes would lit up, weren't they? And, and he's not scored, etc. etc. That hits the back of the net, and he's thinking, Yes, here we go. And unfortunately, he's headed it straight at keeper. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pile on Tommy Eves. There's enough people do that, don't they? You know, it did no better or worse than Jordan Hugel for me, no better or worse. Um, he gave the ball away a couple of times on the edge of the box. Well, it was two or three times. So did Hugo. So you know, I suppose you know that there's, there's there's not there's there's nothing to choose between them for me on Saturday. Uh, both were ineffective, really. Mm. Um, so all I'm saying yeah. is, Eve was getting closer to scoring. <clears throat> no, against uh, against Norwich, yeah. which one was it? Against Norwich, he didn't sort his feet out properly, but a golden opportunity with this one, he actually had the shot on target. Um, so next chance in the six yard box, it'll probably, it'll probably come off his knee, but it'll go in. Um, mixed views. Kelly uh, Chav says Kelly is no better than Eves. Kelly's miles believe. better than Tom Eves. I agree. Right. I disagree with that. Uh, John Brown, so I know you like guys like Kelly. I've said it before. He is the champ. If he if he is a championship player, I'm Donald Trump. Uh, but he knows where the back of the net is. His goals to minute ratio mm. will be very very good for the time he's been at the football club. That's why we like him. He's, he's not he's probably, for ninety minutes. He's probably a championship footballer, but he knows where he knows what back of the net is. By hook or by crook, he will find a way of putting the ball in the back of the net. Um, That's nail on head there. Like you say, ninety yeah. minutes is not a championship footballer, but for the half an hour when he comes on as a sub, you know, yes. is away, and he scored some big goals. I, think, I mean, look at the Burnley goal. For example, it's not pretty, goal. it's not clean. Huddersfield last season. Huddersfield last season, yeah. Blackpool as well. Yeah. Not yeah. pretty, but he gets the job done. Correct. I would I would much prefer to see George. I'm not I, I think Tommy Hughes puts the effort in. I'm not sort of don't know digging out Tommy Hughes' effort that he puts in, but I think George is much you need somebody up there who's gonna be effective, who's gonna impact the game. And, exactly. and unfortunately neither neither Hugo nor Eves are doing that at the moment. Whether George is not going to do that for ninety minutes, fitness or fit, fit or otherwise, he is going to score you important goals. But he's not going. To, he's going to do that from the bench at this level. He's not going to do it for ninety minutes. 
So we've paid out a million pounds for Nombe. We've played him for 15 minutes here and there, unable to impact the game because he's he's not playing for long enough, you know? Mm. So let's let's start him. Let's give him that opportunity to get himself into the game and see what he can actually do at this level. Again, he's going to be another player that he need is going to need game time. You know, he mm. can't just he can't just start him on, on Tuesday or Wednesday night, whenever it is at Millwall, and expect him to bag three before fifteen minute mark. It's not going to happen, is it? No. I mean, obviously, social media will expect it to happen. If it doesn't, then he'll be will be castigated all over Twitter. But you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Chav in the comments says, "How many goals has Georgia Kelly scored?" Is it seven? Uh, I don't have the word. I don't have the exact wing, but I know it's many more than Tommy's, and that's yes. the point. <laughs> that's the it's point. Many more than Jordan Hugo. I think he's either more than John. It's, so, it's, yeah. it's, it's either the same or Kelly's got that one yeah. more. I think. The, the, the key is yeah. the key is as far as as far as George is concerned. I mean, go on, we, we we need to get onto Millwall, don't we? But the, the key is as far as George is concerned is he gets himself in goal scoring positions and he yeah. hits the target and he does it consistently. The other two don't. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm um, just quickly getting the stats up. I don't know why I'm getting the stats up to be honest. Fingers crossed uh, on seven because I think it might be. Georgie, so Tommy's has in this spell has zero goals in twenty-four. Georgie has five goals in twenty in thirty-one, thirty-two. Uh, However, none of them. Uh, how many of those has he started? Three, two, uh, three, uh, three, exactly three. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. anyway. Let's move forward. Is there anything else on the Huddersfield game you want to talk about before we move forward? Talk about another away game. Um, the referee being... Well, referees against Rotherham, really. There was, there, was, there was a lot of inconsistencies with Huddersfield getting them and us not getting them, but... Yeah. Standard I, these I days. Mean, I thought the referee had a decent <laughs> game in the, sense, in, in the sense of a consistent game. Um, it blew for everything, essentially. As soon as yeah, somebody I mean, shouted out, he blew, didn't he? You know, um, I, 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 it's nice to see, or not nice to see, the uh, the time wasting business no longer in. Uh, yeah, and the, and kicking the ball away, as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what, that's exactly what I mean. Uh, you know, the added time we got six, seven substitutions and a goal in the second half, yeah. um, and and nothing, no next to no injury time, three or four minutes, I think it was whatever. Um, we'd got we'd got Uddersfield putting the ball in the back of the net twice after the whistle had gone. Nothing was done about it. So, despite what we were told at the beginning of the season that this is going to continue, we are going to carry on with this. No, we're not because we clearly like every other directive it lasts for four or five games. And, then... and and the issue with that, I've, the issue I have with that is that we are now got two players on two yellow cards that shouldn't be on two yellow cards. Because if they did what they did to get those yellow cards now, they wouldn't get one. And it's not acceptable. Not good enough. And and I know John's in the comments already, and I shouldn't have started on, on that, should I? But because they had Keith Stroud on Saturday, and um, oh, I don't think it went sorry, well. John. So yeah. uh, my apologies and commiserations go to you, John. <laughs> I reckon John's got steam coming out of his ears now. Can't happen. Can't happen, Keith. Um, move forward to Millwall. Uh, I can't give any positive stats in terms of history. Our last win at the Den was in 2014, which was when I think under Steve Evans, Ben Pringle with just a one goal with the one, the one, the one goal in a one nil win back then. 
Um, referee is Jeff Eltringham. Uh, he last refereed us against Birmingham last season, the guy who gave the phantom corner, which resulted in, I think, was first goal. Um, he's referred a few times. It's back, well, back to phantom Lampers. corner, don't we? Yeah. Well, I've won already this season. It's an away game, mate. So, yeah. what's going to happen? They've lost 3-0 today to, to Leeds, or what I've kicked into gear, to be honest with you. Um, but Millwall, a mixed start to the season. I don't think they've, they've had as maybe as good a start as they would have liked. It's got all it's right is taking the game to. We've got to take the game to, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Why wouldn't you? Look, we've played Millwall every time we've been in this division, obviously, and, and every time we've played Millwall, they've been bang average every time. Absolutely bang average, and they've pasted us. I mean, they pasted us last time when we went down there. Yeah, we and, and 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 they were wasn't, wasn't in the middle of our injury crisis as well. Yeah, that, whether it, it. whether mm. it was or not, you know, they were still bang average, which shows how poor we were, you know. And I've nothing. There's I've seen nothing but a little of Millwall this season, so it's it's difficult to say. But I don't see them being any different. It will be <laughs> a bang average side. So what are you going to do? Are you going to go down there and allow the home side to take control of the game? And I hope that you can hit them on the break. Or you're going to go down there and attack them. You know the confidence is going to be low after after getting a battering on Sunday from Leeds. It's up to it's up to us, isn't it? It's up to it's up to Matt Taylor now to get these players up for this game and go down there and play like we played against Norwich. Play without any fear and 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 let's let's attack them because if you attack them, we will win the game. We're more than capable of getting the points. We're more than capable of winning the game without a shadow of a doubt. And given their result today and their start, which has been unsurprisingly bang average, we've got to make this. We've got to start and attack teams. We've mm. got to do it. So for me, just get on front foot and start to play like we did in that first half against South, uh, uh, against Sunderland, like we did against Norwich, like we have done against Leicester. We can do it. Why aren't we doing it away from home? Why does it matter? Why does it matter where we're playing? It's still a football pitch with goals at each end. Mm. You know, nothing else should change, really. So, for me, it's only when you're under the cosh that the crowd begins to sort of begin to have an impact. Yeah. I don't know. Know, but I've never played in that environment, so I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> True. We should have asked Hacks. Uh, yeah. Um, Steve Adams says, will Wes be playing? Uh, probably not. Not Cuffy is a get for two seasons row taking Wes's position, to be honest with you. Um, I'll find out now if he's been playing at all. Wes, I know he was on the bench there. He was an unused substitute today in their, in their 3-0 loss. Um, but that's the matter either way. Um, Danny, let's talk about lineups. We've also made the one change from Saturday. I don't think any new injuries came out from Saturday just gone. Kaffer will probably not be available. Um, where do we go? Where do, what, what do you want to see? What, what changes do you want to see for Saturday? Um, <clears throat> I'd like to see potentially Nombe come in for Hugel. I think. Or can I? Can I tease you into having two strikers? <laughs> oh, that's a shout. Um, 
I mean, do the Millwall still play box standard four four two? I think so. Well, I say match up and um, and just keep the press on him. Um, even if Hugo's not completely high pressing, Nombe's got the pace to really press them into oblivion. Really, um, the only question would be: Is Andre Green and Onye Dimmer capable of like being dropping back and being effectively just your wide midfielders? They've got the pace to do it, sure, but they've been always in that like in part of that front three. If that makes sense. Um, but I'd like to, I'd like to be able to see it, you know, like maybe them sitting slightly deeper, um, slightly less gap to um, the quick uh, fullbacks. It's it's an idea, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. Stick or twist? That's the question. Stick or twist? Uh, yeah. Uh, Holly says there's another option. We'll come. Jimmy Lindsay has a medical appointment on Friday. We need. A body back, Jimmy Lindsay would be a great body to have back with. What Jimmy Lindsay gives, I think we're missing as well. To be honest with you, John Morell and a few other people said three five two. Um, they play sort of four four two, but right, we still sort of match them up in terms of having an extra striker in there. Well, let's get, let's, help. let's bear in mind that at the back they've got that little six foot seventeen, aren't they? Cooper, whatever yeah. his name is, yeah. So, are we going to do? The old Paul Warren trick, and, and bear in mind that we've got a six foot seventeen defender. So I know what we'll do. We'll play it in air. Yeah. Why would we play mm. Jordan Zubel? Why would we play Tom Eaves? You know. That's a, actually that's, that's a fair comment. That, that, so that wouldn't make sense to me because you're gonna if you're gonna start knocking the ball up to to, to Hugo, he's not gonna he's not gonna win it. He's not gonna. So let's be looking at something different for me. That's my view up front. Mm. So number. Give him a start. Let's see what he can do. Let's start playing the ball through the middle like we have been doing um, and, and have some players running in off him. So we'll have to wait and see on that, won't we? But what, what's, have we got any news on the in, on the Cafu injury? Minor, um, minor yeah. injury. Probably not Wednesday. Chance for Saturday. If not, definitely the Cardiff game. I mean, right. he's, he's back running already. So yeah. that's a very positive sign. But I think you've called it perfectly there Mick um, but if Millwall are playing with the five across the middle um, it'll have to be balls through the space and players running onto it and unfortunately mm-hmm. that's not Jordan Hugel you know that's that's Sam Nombe that's potentially Georgie Kelly or the two wider players so even if we do stick with 4-3-3 um, and have players chase onto the ball that could be our route in behind their midfield potentially I- I don't think this is an issue now of, of personnel. There might be some tweaks here and there. This is not a personnel issue. This is an attitude issue. This is an approach to the game issue. And it doesn't matter who that 11 is, whether it be the same 11 that started on Saturday or whether it's there's some tweaks here or there. The bottom line is we have to approach the game differently to the way we've approached Stoke and Huddersfield away from home, not necessarily Sunderland. Because we're, we're, the, the way we approached that Sunderland game away from home was was excellent until we conceded, and then we went then we reverted back to type. Mm. So for me, it's it's about the approach. Let's get into them. Yeah, uh, agreed. Mm. Uh, John Mel just gives a. Bit, we haven't just counter report for Millwall. We haven't had time over the last few days. Um, we've done a few episodes. Uh, so out of time, we're going to have a scouting report. But uh, John said they really struggled about against that pace when they played Birmingham. 
which pays into you know mm. potentially Bramall being a bit more positive um, than it has done as well. So, well, he does. We'll see. You've got you've got on your gym here. You've got you've got Lambasika. We've yeah. got the pace in the team mm. without a shadow of a doubt. You know, yeah. unless you play Jordan Hugel up front, and then you then you're lacking in that pace in that front mm. area. Yeah. So maybe that's something again that we need to we need to address. But yeah. for me, like a, like a, I know I keep banging on about it, a change your attitude, change your approach, change your mindset. You know, you should be getting off that bus at Millwall and thinking, nah, this is ours. We're having this, mm-hmm. and, and that should run all the way through. And what I will say to, to defend Matt Taylor, and not that he needs defending, because I'm sure he can defend himself. Is that he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who'll just go, yeah, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. Don't worry about it. It'll no. change. It'll change eventually. That, no, really. that he doesn't come across as that kind of guy. If there's something that needs change, we'll try and change. Whether it's a mental thing, it may take time. So I'm not saying we're going to go smash Millwall six 0 like we did um, 20 years ago, or whatever it was. Mm. Um, but I hope, I'm hoping to see some some positive changes on on Wednesday, not Saturday. Aaron asks Ferguson, when's Ferguson back? How long was a piece of string, I think, is the latest with, with Shane Ferguson. <laughs> I love um, that saying, it's so good. He's just had, yeah, he's just a rotten look. Playing through an injury last season, but again, for reading all Paul Davis' articles, he's played through an injury last season and now they can't fix the problem, basically. Mm-hmm. See, that's, that's, how it, that's how it reads and seems, so, which is, again, yeah, is a shame. It, it is, but, you know, Colin Bramall should have got up and... Uh, you know, compounded his injury on Saturday instead of uh, laying on floor. True, that's true. Very true. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll Sorry. see. We'll I see. Need to let that go down on there. You do, but then when he makes a mistake on Wednesday, everybody get over to Mix Twitter um, and have a look. Yeah. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. You're all welcome. You're all welcome. I, I just bear, just be, <laughs> just be aware that the F key stuck on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> It just keeps. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's let's just do some predictions. Uh, Mick, Millwall away. How are we going to fare? What's the score? Two <laughs> Can't believe you think we're going to keep a clean sheet after Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, stranger things have happened, haven't they? I mean, uh, Victor's all over it. He, he was he, he couldn't be blamed for the goals on Saturday. He, he no. couldn't he couldn't have done a great deal about that. Maybe maybe come for that first one, but. Then that would have been a bit a bit harsh, a lot harsh actually. Uh, so he, he's he's going to have to um, he's going to step up and, uh, and keep it uh, keep a clean sheet on the when is it Wednesday or Tuesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, he's going to um, keep a clean sheet Wednesday night, and uh, we're all going to be happy. Okay, I'm going to go one one. Um, Danny, what do you reckon? I reckon it's going to be five. Fuck no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stay one one as well. Good stuff. Um, yeah, just look at the midweek fixtures. We'll talk about this in the next episode, but I think this does matter. We play Preston on Saturday. Preston play Tuesday. We play Wednesday. Um, well, that's not a surprise, is it? Why is that a surprise? Just I, mean, I mean, to be fair, Millwall played today, so that's why they're playing Wednesday. Yeah, it's almost a full fixture on Wednesday, except for there's, there's most games are on Wednesday this week rather than Tuesday. Oh, okay. Anyway, that's just me being there. There you go. Uh, Chav says nil nil. So does Chris Tether. IFC okay says four nil to Millwall. Martin Holland agrees with us one one. 
John Morrell says Millwall 2 0, terrible place to go with our away record. Harry says 3 0 to Millwall. Yodger says 0 0. Chris Wright says 0 1 to us. Uh, YouTube user 3 1, I think that's, I think that reads. I think that's to yeah, us. Michael Miller 2 1 to us. Michael Carnell 3 1 loss. Uh, John Morrell says they play us Tuesday. Um, John, if you get a few players sent off for them, that really help us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> or or yeah. injured, whichever. Yeah. Just a minor injury would be fine. We absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah, minor injury. Just keep them out for Saturday. Yeah, is, yeah. is it weird that, like, I see a lot of people predicting Millwall to put a few past us. Is it weird it's like Sheffield United connotations? Like, everyone thought we were going to get absolutely battered by Sheffield United last season. We just somehow. What I will say is, I, I, we put the tweet out from a Twitter account on Saturday. Just the sequence of fixtures in terms of, I'll repeat now if anybody's not seen it. So Norwich beat Huddersfield 4-0. We then beat Norwich 2-1. And that Huddersfield team that got beat 4-1 beat us 2-0. Football doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, that's true. So there's no reason we, we can't go win, and, win on Wednesday. I don't. It's certainly not a foregone conclusion. Um, I would hope that Matt Taylor's got into him properly about this away form, especially after the manner of the performance. Um, but, don't know. We can only wait and see, can't we? That's all we can do is sit here, wait and see, and hope for the best. Richard Brown says on uh, that three three wins bet from Tom uh, is looking <laughs> safe. Yeah, sadly for Tom, um, we lost even more sadly than normal. Uh, anything else you boys want to mention? Talk about that I haven't already mentioned. No. Just bear in mind mm-hmm. that uh, LPMC Main Street came out on Friday. Mm-hmm. Get yourselves over to wherever it is you get your music from. Download that. It's a fantastic track. In fact, while you're there, download the album, Providence, LPMC. Download it. It's fantastic. And support, support a local artist. Yeah. And what also the Millerman. The Millerman uh, yes. B-side is up, mm. is up which, I'm a, which I like. I like a lot. I like Main Street as well. Main Street's the best song on the album for me. I love it. Um, Danny, anything from you, mate? Uh, no, that's all for me. Thank you all who have been with us. Make sure you've subscribed on YouTube if you haven't already. If you haven't already, go back and watch the Hakima Dolphin interview, which we released on Friday. Um, on audio, it's both available on audio if you just want to listen to on your walk or your run. So, available just for audio if you want to watch it. It's also available, um, through there as well. You can see Danny's question from the seller of his pub. Hey, um, did, Danny, did you watch the episode? Uh, I haven't had a chance if I'm being honest. Lads. <laughs> I know he hadn't because he'd, he'd be having a dig at you, Mick, if he had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Took you out for your question. <laughs> what? 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 Say again. You have to go back and watch it. Basically, you filmed it and you filmed it as if you didn't know what your question was going to be. And it no, I didn't <laughs> because I went to go and change a barrel and I thought of it on the spot. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, go and watch that anyway, just because you can laugh at that. Um, and Hacks was just really, really good as well. Um, <laughs> John Bell, can you get a player on before you play play Birmingham? <laughs> well, not we get anybody on it. It's a bit of this way. Um, but I hope everybody did enjoy it. If you did enjoy it, let us know. If you didn't enjoy it, I suppose, let us know as well if you like. Um, wherever you watched it or listened. Give us a thumbs up on the video if you're watching on YouTube. And make sure you subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, all that kind of things. We will see you on Thursday as an next scheduled episode. So Thursday evening, we will look back at what will hopefully be the first away win of the season, hopefully. 
and we will, as we go ahead to play Preston, who I think are currently top of the table, um, in next Saturday's um, game. It's a brilliant class. Should, should we make up game. some sort of off the cuff sudden challenge if if we come back Thursday and we have got our first away win of the season, like we have to wear some sort of silly hat or something? It's, it, you can think if you want to think one. I don't have a silly hat. Um, neither do I. To be fair, um, I'll think of something. We'll think of something. Keep an eye on the socials. Yeah. Um, we'll have a silly hat Thursday if if we if we get around. We'll have a silly hat Thursday, whatever that means. Um, anyway. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. We appreciate you being with us every week. Um, thank you very much for supporting the show. Uh, thank you, Mick, for being with us, even if you were a bit late. Apologies. And Danny, That's thank you for being with us from the from the start. Thank you very much. No worries. Always a pleasure. Change. Just <laughs> 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 to be fair. <laughs> thank you, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Up the Millers. Up, Up the Millers. It's a wild pass through a goal, slotting beyond Fodringer, and the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringer yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Adolfi, he can hit them, and he does. Oh! Adolfi has scored an absolute screamer for Rotherham United. Rotherham United have secured their championship status for next season. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.